Show 156, Palette Wreckers. Palette Wreckers. These are hop bombs straight from the depths of hell. Or, or hell. San Diego. <laughs> or, or heaven, which might be the same thing. San Diego, Encinita area, that whole uh, area just north of the Mexico border. That's right. So. And, uh, it, man, these are some good beers. Yeah, that's right. They are. They're, they're all... Uh, these two, three beers we've got are very close to one another. We've got Stone Ruination IPA, which hopefully everyone has, has heard of. I know you've heard of Stone. Um, the Ruination is, I don't know if it's, I don't know in terms of popularity, the Arrogant Bastard is their popular beer, right? Because, mm-hmm. And I think some of that's from marketing. But, yeah, I mean, it's a great beer. But Ruination... I really like it compared to if I had a choice in ranking, I love the stone, um, uh, IPA. I think it's a baseline IPA and ruination is like just an over the top version of it. Arrogant bastard is a little different to me. So that's the beer I'm starting with. And you and have I'm a green starting flash, with a right? hop head red from uh, green flash brewing company. And we did a green flash show, Go check the uh, the archives. Uh, it was many many moons ago. So uh, I guess it, when it, you, was. it was one of the older podcasts on the interwebs, then uh, you you end up building up a a long history of shows, right? That's right. And there's been a lot of beer between there. Uh, so we don't know when it is. It's so on it's, there though. Bigfummyhead dot com. Use it's just search. like ex- uh, re-experiencing it, brand new. Right. That's right. That's so. right. If you hadn't heard it, it's new. It's new to you. So, uh, so anyway, yeah, this uh, Hophead Ray Red is uh, very nice. It's a Red India Pale Ale, and um, you know, nice and malty. It's got a nice red color, a very persistent pudding-like uh, tan head. And um, I'm not going to say it's going to be as uh, hoppy or you know as palate wrecking as a Stone Ruination, though. I think that uh, it's probably a little more drinkable or approachable. Well, and, and I've got the specs pulled up. Your green flash hophead red is 7% alcohol and a light 70 IBUs. So yeah, it's see, a, that's just way down there on the low scale, right? Yeah. Now, I, I mean, it says on there, now, now the description says resinous hop characteristics emerge from enormous hopping with Columbus Nugget and Amarillo, overtaking sure. rich caramel malt base. Is that fair? That's pretty fair. Um, okay. It's not as resiny as I've had in the past. Um, so, like I said, it's actually very, I feel, a fairly well-balanced um, red IPA. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Amarillo is one of my favorite uh, hops of all time. They're probably getting the uh, resin from the Columbus more than anything because Amarillo tends to be a little flowery. Now, is it is it taste-wise a hop bomb to you? You know, I've had such a... Uh, a dramatic lupulin shift in my life that uh no it's not yeah okay now, although i think there's there, someone else it might they might think it is but uh yeah for me it's yeah, just yeah. a good ipa so um the stone ruination that i'm drinking it is definitely uh, a hot bomb and the smell the nose on it you smell hops and which is a good thing right and um when i first uh you know i poured this and I was kind of um, taking my time about this, kind of bracing myself because I've had it in the past, and I remember the first time I had it, and it was like just a kick in the face. This is years back, right? And I had not had anything that overwhelmingly hot, so I kind of braced myself, and apparently, I've had enough hops uh, between then and now. That it wasn't as much. It, I mean, it was hopped. It was a hop bomb, but it it was enjoyable. Uh, if you you know, if you like things exploding your face off, this would be one of them. So, so you've had your own lupulin shift. Yes, right? yes, yes, yes. So, so uh, this uh, it, the stats on this. It's seven point seven percent alcohol, one hundred plus IBUs, and so. You tell me if it's over a hundred, do they bother seeing how much over a hundred or because I know with this, with, with stone, it just says a hundred plus for the ruination, but green flash 
it has a on the pallet record we're going to have later it does have a high number what's the deal with it's that? it's a theoretical limit as far as i know as far as i know you really can't go over 100 ibus yeah. so you yeah. know it's kind of like well if the scale went higher then here's where it'd be yeah so. okay so so if you go to 200 ibus you go back in time or something like that yeah that's it it's the earth's gravitational pull reverses and we all fly off the planet and yeah, so you don't want to go over that. All right. Well, you so, also don't want to go to Big Foamy Head for a fact-filled show. No. <laughs> scientific details, right? We make them up to fit. So, my ruination, and uh, it has, and this is the, the question I wrote down on our show notes was, why, why would you want to wreck your palate? And the, you know, I wrote that down as kind of our, our question to self, but Stone kind of answered it with that tiny little print. Oh, my God. We've tried to read that before. That's uh, well, hard to read. The folks at Stone were kind enough to put a uh, graphic on their website where you can go read it. So this is at the second paragraph, and this kind of sums it up. Out of the smoldering ashes of the Stone Anniversary IPAs, the Ruination IPA is born. Rising like the phoenix comes this overhop jewel, bringing with it not the acrid sting of smoldering embers, but the abundantly pungent aroma of hops. Bountiful hops. Glorious hops. If you're not already a confirmed hophead, if you have not already converted your palate to the glory of the righteous joy that the miraculous little green flower brings to the senses, then this is not the place to start, for it will bring you nothing but shock. All its richly layered subtleties will be for naught. Intense hop character will only be perceived as binding and blinding bitterness. Does the experienced hop lover perceive this in a different way? Well, yes and no. The matriculated imbiber is not numb to the rambunctious rush of bitterness. Indeed, that's a major element of the allure. However, they're also able to look beyond to the well-spoken yet understated malt presence, the aromatic alcohol tones, the swirling meld of naturally occurring complex flavor compounds, courtesy of our little friends known as Brewer's Yeast Cells. God bless the yeast, the malt, and the hops. That's good stuff. That's a bunch of $10 words right yeah, there. Yeah, man. I mean, Somebody's that, a wordsmith. But, but I thought that was it. It's like... They do. They do scribing for a living. It, it, it's, it says the matriculated imbiber is not numb. So it doesn't matter how up on your beer you are. This is a, uh, this is a monster. And so... It, I thought that was really nice the way they put it. It's like, so to answer the question, why do you go down a pallet uh, wrecking path? Because it's there. That's but, a pretty darn good reason, actually. Yeah, so. it is. Why not? So I, because we're all we're all pushing the boundaries, the stretching the envelope, uh, you know, being on the edge and doing the uh, slippery slope and what other uh, little things can I throw in there? Yeah. Well, and that's it. So, so if you make something, you push these uh, hops past their limit and still make it something that the experienced uh, beer imbiber, as they call them, uh, would want to try and appreciate. Because you know, it's it's hard to to um, explain to some people why this tastes like what you just said when all they taste is quote beer, right? Yeah, and I have to confess, I don't actually pick up stone very often off the shelves. Uh, you said you like this kind of one of your go-tos. Uh, n- no, not the Ruination. I oh, like okay. I like Stone IPA is always good, always. I-, I I love a good Stone IPA, but Ruination that's few and far between. I haven't had this in a while. I think it's been about two, maybe three years since I've had this. There's something about Stone's baseline bitterness that uh it's a little it's something that i avoid um i don't really go out of my way to have a stone although i, I won't turn one down if it's put in my hand you mean you know? now when you said the bitterness of course that's where people conflict hops and bitterness and you're using bitterness in in uh i guess i i, I wouldn't say negative but a less desirable way according to you and you're i'm choice. talking about the uh the boiling bitterness, you know, not not the hop aroma, not the hop flavor, but the uh, the underlying bitterness from the long boil. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, and, and I totally get that because in my early uh, experiments, which led me to conclude I suck as a home brewer, uh, I did that. I boiled the hell out of some hops, and um, it was not good. I mean, the malt couldn't uh, overcome that, and I know that rule of thumb, the longer you boil, the more you extract right from the hop, and the additions at the end are the what gives really the nose so so it is a it, it's a balance to adding this bitterness in all its i guess range of bitterness from the depths of the 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 ward itself all the way up to the nose right when you put it right. in how you do that it's it, the word bitterness covers a wide range of things yeah, that's true. Um, and you can also have chemical bitterness from your water treatment and things like that. Um, typically, it's derived, though, just from the long boil of the hop addition. And then uh, if you want to have more floral or aromatic hops, you need to kind of load those up at the end or dry hop, which actually adds no bitterness if you're dry hopping. Um, but it does give you a ton of hop character. So it depends on what you're looking for. I, I really do like to have the, uh, the well-balanced multi-baseline. Yeah. Build on. Yeah. And, and and I don't disagree. It's one of those things that, uh, you know, the aftertaste to me is something that with, with the stone beers, and uh, I like stone beers, but they have a definite aftertaste. And that's some of that bitterness and the, um, the uh, you know, you said the long boil. It's one of those things that if you haven't made your beer and tried what you've created and, and, you know ruined a batch or two you start <laughs> tasting these things in there and, and then that's when you can kind of pick it up but it does have that kind of afterwards which not saying it's good bad or other it just is what it is if you like that perfect if you're not that fond of it well there's a million other hop bombs out there to try right All right so so yeah they talk about the isomerized alpha acids is actually the science behind it but uh and the the longer you boil it, the more you're going to get those isomerized alpha acids. So, isomerized alpha acids. Now, is this going to be on the test later? Because it will. There will be a test at the end. I was not writing that down. I'm gonna to have to copy off of somebody. So, so that kind of sums up, you know, hop bombs and 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 why we go down this road. And I did want to. Uh, let uh, uh, the millions and tens of listeners know. Um, Johnny Max, our buddy, uh, listened apparently to our last show and is going to send us some of his Texas Big Brew. His brewery is doing good, staying afloat. Good for him. We encourage that. And uh, he's going to send us some of his blonde barley wine to uh, sample and report on. It's pretty good. You know, I'm actually surprised we still have an audience that uh, people have hung in for this long, even though we had such a long dry spell. So thank you people who are still listening yeah uh, i know it's great amusing to me huh yeah tell we your, enjoy tell doing your the show yeah it's even better the people hear it so. i know i know and and actually i uh it's funny because i posted on uh, facebook that we're going to be recording about pilot records and a couple of people liked it and and uh you know threw out a couple of things so you know if you got any ideas thoughts comments suggestions let us know hell if you want to join us let us know uh, what now? You've been up to uh, some beer actions uh, yourself since last show. You uh, did you? Well, I judge? went to the Sour Festival. No, okay. I wasn't judging. I was just uh, participating in the Sour Festival yeah. here at um, Stone Brewing. Or I'm sorry, uh, I got Stone on my mind. Avery Brewing. Um, they threw one out, and uh, it's pretty remarkable. It's if you like your sour beers, this is a full day of tasting some of the best ones in the country. Yeah, and. Um, you know, the, I don't know. People are liking the style. It's growing in nature. Actually, it's gotten uh, some recognition from Coors, who put out a couple of bottles from AC Golden, um, which is a Coors microbrewery. And uh, they're soured. And then they've got a Red Farmhouse Ale, which is slightly soured. And, and I actually had that at the, uh, the ballpark. And very good beer. You know, I have to say, well, Coors, they obviously know what they're doing, right? Yeah. Brewing. Now, this is that, uh, the the little, uh, you said AC Gold. That, is that like their experimental arm or? 
because you don't associate Coors with with what we consider good beer, but I know they have a lot of skunk works going on. Well, it's exactly that. It's uh, something they can call themselves without, you know, people realizing that they're buying a Coors. It's kind of like Blue Moon, right? Yeah. You don't really know that you're buying a Coors, but it's it's still Coors. And it doesn't mean that they're bad beers. I mean, they. I'm telling you, those guys do know what they're doing. They they produce gigantic amounts of uh, macro piss. So, yeah. <laughs> and they sell it like crazy, you know. And you can't get away from the their advertising or whatever. Um, but there are some really decent, talented brewers there. So, no, wait a minute. Do we have a copyright on that macro piss? I don't know. It's just kind of, I was okay. going to say macro swill, but macro no, piss. No, it came right? out that way. And so I believe that's the first time that term has been uttered. So that's ours. Copyright 2012, big foam. Sure. Bed, macro piss. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not a it's not a micro piss. It's a macro, no, it's macro piss. piss. There's that's right. Abundant volumes of it everywhere. You know, so. <laughs> I just got a horrible image of uh, all that. Okay, so yeah, well, I can't say the same thing uh, for any of the other uh, macro breweries that uh, you know we we've seen some of their schlock they've. Uh, put out but so i think that's kind of cool that course does this i mean they're not really pimping it to the masses as look at us we're doing something different they i, I kind of like how they keep it in the background and uh yeah so, and those bottles are hard to find they actually sell out and they're traded on ba and all that good stuff yeah. you know it's just kind of like a, a real what a, a real microbrewery would be doing and you know they the people who are brewing this probably are microbrewers in the same sense that you know they're working outside the corporate structure yeah all right, cool. Well, let's uh, take a break, and we're going to get into our, our next beers and uh, tell you a little bit about what's going on in respective areas. So I got, and this kind of falls in line. I was thinking, okay, what's the song to go with uh, Palette Wreckers? And so I got a little Tom Petty, You Wreck Me.
That was a little Tom Petty, and uh, you wrecked me, baby. You wrecked me, and uh, we're gonna go to the real deal here. Palette wrecker. <laughs> this is intense. Is it? I'm not I- kidding. Yeah, oh yeah. The uh, the aroma just like clears your sinuses, and the uh, the flavor definitely bursts through with the redhead IPA I was drinking just a minute ago. Okay, so so this is a blow by blow real time uh, descriptions of palate wrecker from first Green. time experiencing. Yes, yeah, because now the first thing you said was the nose. Yeah, I believe you said it was a visceral experience. Right, it was visceral. You just whoa, you know, it's in your face and boom, big old hop bomb mm. right up the the nostrils there. Hamilton's ale. I wonder what that means. I actually know what it means. Do you? I do. Pallet Wrecker, Pallet Wrecker was originally brewed for the Hamilton's Tavern second anniversary celebration. Uh, uh. I'm trying to talk with the aftertaste creeping in on me. <laughs> Numb in the back of my throat. This is a heck of a beer, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's the most complicated West Coast inspired IPA we has ever brewed, mashing and sparging with hopped wort in addition to our hop layering regimen for IPA. We use, get this, Rick, almost six pounds a barrel of Columbus and Centennial hops to create this very bitter hop monster tested at 149 IBU and no extracts in case you was wondering. So, uh, by popular demand, it's now released for the world to enjoy, even though this beer isn't for everyone only. The real hop heads love and kisses Chuck Silva, Brewmaster Green Flash. So, what do you think about that? Well done. Very well done. Man. How is it standing up to the uh, ruination? Okay, it's coming through. And, and, I, and I will tell you now. My experience wasn't as intense as yours because I'd already done a hundred plus IBUs, but it's kicking through, and I am getting um, all kinds of interesting uh, back notes afterwards. Uh, it's it's very clean drinking. Uh, now remember, yeah. temper that with I had a stone ruination, but uh, yeah, good looking beer, really orangey, coppery color bright white head pudding legs for days it's uh good stuff yeah it's very clear too it's not cloudy at all no it's not so i wonder if they filtered it or dry hopped it or any of that good stuff it doesn't really say it does it uh it it said something about mashing and sparging with hopped wort yes okay. it hopped yeah mashing and sparging with hopped wort but what i'm noticing is as i drink it it's like this battle between hops and malts uh, as it's like in my mouth before I swallow this thing. And then as I'm swallowing it, there's a lot of back and forth between them. And uh, the aftertaste, what we were talking about was the aftertaste with the stone was kind of that lingering hop and and uh, their, their kind of signature that you get with all the beers. This, there's definitely an aftertaste, but it's completely different. It's... Um, Real astringent and clean, and uh, but but pronounced. Um, well, like astringency it. is typically considered to be a flaw, and I'm not really getting astringency. Well, I then mean, maybe I, I'm using the word as I. I mean, I'm not using the official judging word, but I'm saying that it's like it's clean, in that um, the sense it's real fresh and clean, but it's a lot of it. Whoa. Now, yeah, I think, okay. I, right. I, I so think you're... I just coughed up a hot bud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you remember back to when we did the Deviant Dales? Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is extremely similar to that. Um, yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, this is a, maybe a little cleaner bitterness than Deviant Dales. I think that Deviant Dales is a kind of a thicker, chewier type of beer. You know? Yeah, there's a lot more malt on that but i think it's because this there wasn't near the ibus on this that's what i was trying to say the um 
what what you just said it, 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 that's the um the mouthfeel and the uh, the mouthfeel right is exactly the category yeah. that we're talking about so. good stuff my glass is filthy with foam though look at that rascal it's just yeah, like yeah. coated coated it's with foam. putting like and uh, it's persistent it's so, uh, there. good job green flash and i didn't even bother to call them remember that was the deal that when we did the green flash show which i'm i hope everyone went and looked it up during the break um it, it was uh way back when and we did the show and um we called green flash and wanted to talk to i think it was chuck silva the broodmaster and uh nobody answered the phone nobody returned our call so we kind of slapped them around a little bit on the show and the next thing we know is we're getting an email from them saying man sorry we caught all kinds of shit from this brewmaster's convention because the other brewers were ragging them for not talking to us so that was cool and that was course, pretty funny, yeah. And yeah. we were uh, remarking on what a green flash is, you know, how it's yeah. a, a rarity when you're watching the sunset and there's a green flash in the sky at some yeah. visual effect that happens. So so they've stuck around. Good. And uh, producing a good product. And, um, man, I'm just, you know, as I'm talking, I'm I, this uh, – the aftertaste is still continuing to set in and uh, have its way with me and uh, do things. It's a very uh, colorful taste. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but uh, it keeps the nine point five percent is there too. I mean, I can tell that if I were to try and drink this whole bottle, I would. Uh, it'd be a pretty good evening for That's me. You only know? one way to find so, out. Yeah. <laughs> are you up for the challenge so speaking of pretty good week here in nash vegas it's been a damn fine week we uh and i don't know how widespread this is i gotta assume it's pretty widespread but if you were paying attention to um uh, the media this past week they had uh the country music association uh awards and they broadcast that from here and it was a huge huge production number and i was watching it was tight they did a great job and were just i mean shuffling acts left right up and down and it's like right down the road from here so they were really putting on the dog and all the celebrities were or country celebrities were out and uh was it the grand old opry hotel no 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 man this is huge this is at the bridgestone arena this is a monster that was a packed house and um they uh also had the country music association week where all the country music people are there and accessible and you can go up and meet them and all that i didn't get to go i i, I had too many conflicts i never got it's like my first time and i missed it so so even though reba mcintyre sent the car around for you you didn't go yeah i wasn't here when she came by and you know we got that history that i don't like to talk about right <laughs> your wife gets a little uh, she a little gets a little defensive about, about my past with uh reba and yeah you know so we don't want to bring that up but i uh, know it was pretty cool um how they had all that so i had to go to chattanooga on business the other day and from nashville it's like central point of tennessee and you can get to anywhere uh within a couple hundred miles so first thing is like i leave at 7 30 in the morning and i'm fighting country music association traffic every step of the way to get out of nashville and once i'm out of nashville i forgot about the other thing going on bonnaroo was oh, going Bonnaroo, on. that's huge. Yes. And I now said... I would have gone to that. Well, I'm on my way, headed south towards Chattanooga, and all of a sudden, I'm seeing more state troopers than I have ever seen in my life, and more cars of all shapes and sizes pulled over. People uh, basically escorted out of their car, please have your ass sit down on the side of the road, and uh stay away while the state troopers inspect your vehicle and man Toss it's like the cars I'm, for a little illicit drug action huh? yeah yeah it's like there's all kinds it's like how are they knowing which one it's like okay but as i pass them i go like okay yeah that makes sense you know they might be carrying some contraband but it was that way all the way to uh manchester tennessee and and the bonnaroo folks were shuttling the cars in and they 
did a real good job. It was a little slow and go, but uh, the funny thing was, is I'm coming down here, I'm not eating breakfast, and I was like, damn, I gotta get something to eat. And every time I start to pull off, this happened three times, I'd start to pull off, and the roads are barricaded by the state troopers that says local traffic only. And they're like looking at you like, you better not turn here. <laughs> you got a driver's license that says you live here. So they weren't letting anybody anywhere near if you were not local. So I had to drive way the hell and gone before I, I, I finally got off at Sewanee, which if you don't know where that is, that's kind of like on top of the mountain. You have to drive up a mountain, uh, and go over a mountain before you get to Chattanooga. But anyway, that was where that. So that was my whole uh, all of these uh, music festivals going on around here. Coming. So you were close to greatness, but you never actually got to experience any music this week. No, but I don't feel any less of a person for missing out. I probably am, but I don't feel it. So you know, I'm probably a lot less because I didn't go and rub elbows with the great unwashed, trying to watch the uh, you know people from a long distance away. Right, Bonnaroo, it's like three days of camping, right? Four. First Four, to Friday, yeah. Saturday, so Sunday. To, yeah, man. Get to show your manliness there. Huh? Yeah, no, my daughter wanted to go to it, but uh, we had the presence of mind to say no. Also, it's 250 bucks a ticket, so that uh-huh. helped. <laughs> yeah, not a real difficult decision to make. But I would have liked to have gone down to see that uh, CMA. We watched a, a little of it on uh, on uh, television here, and it was a pretty elaborate affair. I'd love to have gone down there. I, I hate that I missed that. So what are you going to do, right? Yeah, I don't know that you can just walk in, right? I mean, don't you have to kind of be in the industry? Uh, no. And why no. do they call it Nash Vegas? I've always wondered that. It's, everybody says Nash Vegas. like, okay, that's something people in the know know. Because there is a lot of music production. They do uh, film production. And as a matter of fact, Rick, you remember when I went on a tirade and a half about that damn horrible show called Memphis with Jason Lee. Right, which got picked up for a second season, I thought. Yeah, I think it did. I didn't even watch any of the second season. No, it was shit. And it wasn't filmed in Memphis. They filmed it in New Orleans, right? Okay, well, guess what I found out coming this fall (laughs) to NBC, a new show called Nashville. Yes. All right. With uh, little Hayden Panettiere as an up-and-comer Nashville songstress and some other chick, I forget who, as the uh, aging, uh, on her way out or whatever uh song person so anyway it looks interesting i had no clue i, th- I saw it it's like oh man so they're digging up that old storyline yeah All right. yeah so no originality man yeah we'll see we'll see but now nah, it's a it's a different sort of deal than uh they're than probably filming that in memphis yeah no kidding hollywood on soundstage no actually they said they are filming here they film. Okay, they cool. they do a lot of stuff here. Uh, I know Memphis. You know, uh, was trying to get some uh, film industry, and and a lot of good movies were shot there. Right, we know some, and uh, well, we know the worst actor in the world lived there. Um, that kung fu dude that I always hated. What's his name? Oh, oh, um, Stephen with um, the ponytail, Stephen Seagal. Stephen yeah. Seagal, yeah. Worst yeah. actor in the world. Yeah, but you know, he was there because one of his kids was at St. Jude's. So, got to give him a little break on that. But right, okay, so that yeah. makes me look bad. He's Thanks. still, a, he's still, a, no, he's still a tool. You're okay. <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna dispute. He's yeah, he's a tool. <laughs> now, I mean, you know, we're still kind of learning our way around here. We we. um we went into town, uh, and I say went into town because we live outside of Nashville. Um, we went into town and, and went to the Pancake Pantry and had uh, pancakes for lunch. And uh, it was good. It was good stuff. And uh, there's just so much to see and do. So I think it's called, and I saw some signs that said Nash Vegas. So that's why I've been saying that today. But um, no, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. There's a lot of entertainment, huge, huge amount of uh, uh, of music going on here of course it's called music City. well you know you think of vegas and you think of the neon lights you think of gambling you think of the las vegas shows 
And then they say Nash Vegas, and uh, I've never really gotten a corollary. It's I mean, the, I'm missing something. It's the country music version. You know, not that there's there's no gambling, obviously. But I mean, I would call Branson Nash Vegas. Branson, Missouri. Branson, Vegas. More. Brand Vegas. Yeah, yeah it doesn't quite roll off. Miss Vegas? I don't know. But you know what I mean. It's a I do. I do. But Nashville. I think they're just picking up on the whole, you know, music thing. Yeah, you know, it's something we used to call Collierville, Collier Vegas, remember? So, you know, I think that's the uh, deal. Attach Vegas to the end of your town's name. Pitts, color me skeptical. Pitts, Pitts right. Vegas. <laughs> that's where Sick Puppy and Father Spoon from Should I Drink That live. And which I meant to I meant to say that at the top of the show. When we talk about palate records, that's something that some people might think is a beer you drink on a dare or should I drink that? You know, cause they'll back in the day, uh, they would drink any kind of vile swill just to show, you know, they, they drink that. And then of course, should I drink that wasn't a dare. It turned into more of a, should I drink that? Because it may or may not suck. But, um, that's, that's one of the things that I thought about. And so I threw out a couple of Facebook folk, let me know your thoughts about uh, Pallet Wrecker and whatever they come back with. I'll post on the Big Foamy Head Facebook group, which you are, of course, free to join at no cost to you. It's completely it's free. free. It's free. So, uh, man, look at that. I've almost emptied my glass. This is doing, uh, doing me quite good. Mm-hmm. So, No, it's very good stuff. And... Um, yeah, here in uh, Colorado, we haven't had any uh, CMAs or anything, you know, country or western, as far as I know. Yeah, which is, uh, you know, I was wondering about that because people don't really associate this for whatever reason, but Colorado is cowboy. There's, mm-hmm. a, it's the West. It was the norther part of the West, so you'd think country music and all of that, the whole quote cowboy scene, would be part of that, right? But is it? Well, it is outside the People's Republic of Boulder, you know, and actually downtown Denver is pretty hipster. So, you know, you you just don't see a lot of it. But if you go 10 miles outside Denver, you're in cow country, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That was, and and see, that was the interesting thing. When I was watching the uh, CMAs, I was telling Christy, I said, look, you you see what, um, what's missing? She goes, what? I said, look, look at the guys. And there's, you know, good-looking women. Here's all these guys out there playing, very talented, long-haired guys, et cetera. So I said, you don't see it? And she goes, no. I said, and then here comes this one. I said, look, there's one. She says, one what? I said, cowboy hat. No one is wearing cowboy hats anymore. They're starting to lose them, huh? They're looking like mainstream people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's kind of my uh criticism of it because i'm not following the industry at all and have absolutely no interest in the music um is it all starting to sound the same you know uh, music in general or lyric no the the country scene it's all become very commercialized I, I, uh, very scripted very you well, know routine okay i think there's formulas in all genres of music Right. Once you come out with, I mean, let's look at at, if you wanted to look at the music today that our children's listen to, it's, I mean, it's shit. It cannot be more boilerplate. Let's have somebody uh, sing and some uh, kind of not off key, but but character type voice and then have some uh, rap flavor of the day guy, hip hop flavor of the day guy come in and and just rattle off some mundane crap and then go back and forth i mean that's what we say right and so country music it's not like it used to be it's not the george jones tammy wynette real whiny twangy lots overloaded with steel guitar now it's more pop it's um it's got a lot more um i don't know what you call it lyrical hooks right there's an awful lot of songs. I and mean, if you look at some of the top songs, and, and bear in mind, this is like newcomer observation, right? But there's a lot of uh, party and drinking songs. I know, uh, I forget dude's name. 
I want to say Toby Keith. I, I'm not sure if that's right. Red Solo Cup. You could tell me anything. No, I'm not sure. I have no choice but to believe you. But there was a, no, the, some no of the top songs were like Red Solo Cup and Drinking My Hand, but it's all about good times and, you know, yeah. having a party and all that and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, like you said, not sounding the same, same kind of cut, all of that. But there's also some interesting stuff. Um, the band, The Civil Wars. and uh, Right. I like those two. They're, they're pretty good. Yeah. So so there's a little she bit of experience. She just had a baby, though, right? Got me. I don't know. <laughs> I, I really, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm flipping around because um, – she was quite pregnant last time I saw her. Well, I'm, I'm having a hard a time uh, finding something I like these days. And I don't know if it's because I'm getting older and I keep reaching back in time to find something good to listen to. Yeah, last night, uh, just true story, I spent about three hours doing uh, YouTube videos from the 80s, you know, just yeah. going back and walking in L.A., missing persons, Kim Wilde, where the kids in yeah. America yeah. Uh, did a lot of Pat Benatar and uh, – uh, Joan Jad. You were and, you were uh, looking for some chicks who rock. Sounds huh? like you were looking for some chicks who rock. You just named exactly. Off. <laughs> it was all the women, you know. I was watching yeah. some uh, Stevie Nicks, and uh, you know, there's a whole crew of them, and they were different styles. I thought, yeah. you know, maybe those are all formulaic too, but I don't think so. I think that if you're listening to Joan Jett doing "I Love Rock and Roll," and then you go to uh, Kim Wilde. You know, where the kids in America, yeah. it's uh, totally different stuff. You well, know? you know, and, 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 I mean, neither one of us have got our degrees in musicology, but oh, uh, exactly. we know, know what we like. I, I tell you what I just spent um, right before we started. I listened to the entire David Bowie Let's Dance. Something happened, and I forget what the conversation was, but I wanted to tell my daughter I said, here's how you tell us something's good. You have a 40th anniversary of it. And um, David Bowie, Ziggy Stardust, and the Spiders from Mars celebrated their 40th anniversary, 1972. Wow. If that don't make you you feel old, nothing will. (laughs) I remember... I remember when I was a little kid and that came out and Suffragette City was just, you know, that was a cool song. So I was kind of revisiting that. And then I got on to, uh, it's like, yeah, okay. You know, that was cool. But then let's go listen to some. And, and the cool thing about David Bowie was there were so many different David Bowies, right? So I started listening to David Bowie. Let's dance. Now, everybody's heard let's dance and we've talked about this before remember who the guitarist was stevie ray vaughn i did not know that yeah we talked about this for you you you've been drinking since then but stevie ray vaughn was the guitarist on that really cool uh guitar lick you hear on let's dance that's him okay and and that was the year when david bowie said well stevie you know damn you're a good guitarist would you like to go on the road with me and he says no i'm gonna stick around i think me and uh, double trouble are gonna do okay and what do you know he was right well i never listened to the entire album and i list so i listened to it all and he's on and you gotta hear the extended seven and a half minute version of let's dance and and you hear stevie playing and it's like if you listen to him you go ah there he is stevie ray vaughn it's really nice. cool so i listened to the whole thing and on every song on that album stevie ray's got a little bit of contribution to it so it's really you know cool. what next next time you're bored and your discussion of uh david bowie actually stimulated this i was you know as part of what i was watching last night is they're doing these literal versions of the songs where you know Basically, they're singing with the singer's voice, and uh, it, 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 they're following the notes of the song and pretty accurately. But all they're doing is a running commentary of what the song, the video is about. You know, um, did, so do you know that one, uh, Bright Eyes? Oh yeah, the, uh, she's Kim, walking around um, in the school, and all these kids with the glowing yeah. blue eyes, and the yeah. birds are flying around, and then the doors are opening. So it's just going through and narrating all that. You know. 
as part of the lyrics of the song. It, it's pretty funny. But they have one for China Girl, you know, David Bowie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, uh, yeah. Well, uh, so so that was how uh, I spent my uh, day earlier, was uh, just kind of crawling through that, looking for something something else to uh to listen to so i didn't have to go back to uh some of the shit playing on the radio today it's very disheartening yeah, yeah <laughs> but then again rick your parents hated everything you listened to yeah probably <laughs> yeah. but i still think it's a test yeah i think it's a test of time if they play it 40 years later it was good it doesn't I don't matter believe any of this stuff is going to survive. I don't think Eminem will be considered a great artist at any point in time. You uh, know? He, see, he's now like, what, however many years ago. Right, yeah. He's an old man, too. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of funny. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But some of the crap that's planned. So, last thing I'll tell you, music-wise, I watched, uh, and this was kind of creepy, too. They had the Queen's Diamond Jubilee celebrating uh, the Queen of England 60 years on the throne. That's a long time to hold a job. <laughs> you think, it is. You'd think she'd be ready to move on. But it was kind of cool, though, because I watched it. We, we heard about it from somebody else, and they repeated it. So that was kind of cool. We, we picked it up and watched Did it. Did you see Rusty uh, playing guitar? With uh, Sir Paul, I did. That's uh, my uh, half sister's uh, yeah, uncle. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought he looked familiar. Yeah, Rusty was Anderson. It, uh, yeah, I saw him in the background. It's like, why does that guy look familiar to me? Okay, there you go. Okay, your your yeah, yeah. half cousin or whatever he is. No, he's my half sister's uncle. Half sister's uncle. Well, hell, you're practically blood. We're, we're <laughs> blood. That guy had dinner in my house. You know, yeah. he brought his dog over. His dog probably pooped in my yard. So, well, well there you yeah. go. Yeah. So. uh Kind of fame. That guy's dog took a dump in my yard. <laughs> you remember the roots are showing. Polish that turd, right? <laughs> but the thing I noticed was they, um, you know, they had Sir Paul and they had Sir Elton John and they had a couple other people. But I noticed it's like, man, there's some older people. And like as we we're watching it, we we're looking up. Here's Stevie Wonder. It's like, how old's he? Oh shit, he's sixty-two or sixty something, and here's Elton John. Look, it's like man. So I think that's another mark that you have done something special. If you're in your sixties or seventies and people still want you to play, you right? Did something willing to pay right. good money to come see you play? Oh yeah, yeah. Ten thousand people. And it's a very cool stage. If you didn't see it, they. Um, is a Buckingham Palace, and around the statue in front of Buckingham Palace apparently is Queen Victoria's statue. They built the stage around it. It was a really cool looking stage, and if you if you hadn't seen it, Google Google the uh, Diamond Jubilee. Just take a look at it, and I'm sure they've got oodles of uh, YouTube uh, videos on it. But it's really good and uh, well produced. But yeah, the, there's a difference between us and uh, people uh, across the pond. They uh, they like a little different style of music. I think they're still a little more poppy. Uh, you'd have thought, though, they'd invited the Rolling Stones. but uh, I have nothing but respect for the British music. I mean, I don't know how they can talk the way they do and sing the way they do. They're completely different, you know. Oh yeah, you don't, they don't. They sound like isn't us. that the weirdest thing? Yeah. You can't understand the words they're saying when they're speaking, but their yeah. songs are yeah. perfectly clear. So uh, it, it was um, it was good. Now I was uh, Paul McCartney sang "Let It Be," and and I thought, man, that's yeah, that's not going to go well. But he he brought it really good, considering he's. I mean, he is pushing. Is he seventy now? I don't have the have it in front. Yeah, of Yeah, I just saw him in concert a couple of years ago here in Denver. That yeah. was a great show. But that's a hard, really song. great show. That's a hard song to sing because mm -hmm. of the control you had to have on that. But he he did a great job. And considering, you know, the the touring, his age, et cetera, et cetera, he did a really good job. And uh, Elton John apparently he's the big trooper of the night. He had like pneumonia or something, and uh, came on. Sang three songs, did a good job, so good stuff. So look it up if you get a chance. Well, that's all. 
That is all I got. I am about spent. Uh, this, News uh, from the Queen's Jubilee. Who would have thought we'd be talking about that today? <laughs> no, we're just some cultural sons of bitches, aren't we? <laughs> it could be the nine point five percent IBA or uh, percent alcohol. It could. And, uh, it could be the beer talking. Forty IBUs or whatever this thing is. Yeah, we did. We didn't. Uh, did we ever throw that? IBUs. We never threw that out. This is nine and a half percent alcohol. Man, this is a monster. Good stuff. Um, now, this will loosen your tongue. Before before we get out of here, what was this song that we're going to close with? Because, you know, usually we tag something on to the end, and I hope people go looking for it because we always tag something interesting on. But you had right, to go this hunt was, this down. What is this outro You know, you're talking song? about Bonnaroo, right? So yeah. the similar thing to Bonnaroo is Coachella in california which is out by uh palm springs big deal they have out in the desert anyway i was watching um florence and the machine she was doing the show out in coachella's and during that um segment i I was noticing other artists were performing and i clicked on this one and it was grace potter and the nocturnals doing um and the water saved me, or I, I forget the exact name of the song, but it's a really excellent blues lick, um, kind of about being baptized and things. So it's, it was a cool song for me. And then uh, I started to investigate who's this Grace Potter, uh, download an album on iTunes, and, you know, it's Let the Water Save Me is on it. Um, I don't recommend downloading the album, actually, because it's not the same blues version that she did at Coachella. But I found a version of... Uh, an old Neil Young song, which is Cortez the Killer. You know, Neil Young, he's got these hippie ideas and, you know, down with the uh, the Spaniards and all that. Um, so, but it's just a really excellent song. And it turns out a ton of people have covered this, uh, including Warren Haynes and the Dave Matthews Band and just a whole bunch of people. If you Google uh, Cortez the Killer, uh, you can see the original Neil Young version. But Grace Potter and had sang a version of the song with uh, Joe Satriani, and I just think it's one of the most awesome pieces of music I've heard in a long time. So that that's our outro song that that we're going to Cortez do, right? the Killer. Okay, all right. So in in a departure from our usual, we told you what the hell we're going to play on the outro. So um, all right, let's recap. We had Stone Ruination. IPA. We had Green Flash Hophead Red, and then we both shared Green Flash Palette Wrecker. All right. What was your beer of the night and why? Oh, Palette Wrecker. Come on. It's not hands down, not even close. It's, it's, it's a monster. It's an experience from the first sniff, as you said, visceral. Yeah, experience action from it to just, uh, every sip, man. I mean, every, it's going to overwhelm anything else you're drinking for the evening, so mm-hmm. you may as well drink it last. Yeah, and uh, compares very well to Dale's Deviant. I thought Deviant mm-hmm. Dale's is a little more chewy, maybe a little uh, thicker. This is very thin and clear, mm-hmm. and has a really nice bitterness level and. Uh, tons of hop flavor so mm. it's a it's a wonderful beer yeah I, I mean it's 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 thinner than um than dale's but it has a good mouth feel it's got legs for days pours a giant head if you pour straight down to open it up clear cool clear clean um man i mean the aftertaste and stuff it, it's a bunch of different uh experiences as you go but like we said this is one of those things that uh if if you're not, I don't want to say sophisticated palate because that's kind of bullshit. But if you're not looking for an experience and prepared for something, this might overwhelm you. But uh, man, it's good. Yeah, I mean, it's really, really good. Really, uh, I just get the fresh keeps coming to mind, and it's um, man, it's just good stuff. Love it. Palate record, hundred percent. 149%. Great choice. Thank you for encouraging me to go buy it. Yeah, I'm enjoying this good. So, Palette Wrecked, um, I guess it's time for us to sign off. Good stuff, good show, good music, and uh, enjoy the Grace Potter on the way out. See you next time.
Drive safe. Walls he often wandered with the secrets of the world.